0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Thriving Lives podcast to our weekly Zoom call. Renee, how you doing?
1: Great. How are you doing?
0: Fantastic. It's a Wednesday and we have like, what, I think three more Wednesdays of the year.
1: I was a little worried you were going to make me do the intro this week. I thought about
0: it. I almost (laughs) just pointed at you and said you'd be going after last week.
1: Nope, not yet.
0: Not yet. Um, Just a heads up before we kind of dive in today's topic for everybody. um, We are going to be doing a Zoom call next week, but then we're going to be taking off the last two weeks of the year just with it being, you know, Christmas time and then New Year's and everybody, you know, trying to figure out social things and things of that nature. We'll take those couple weeks off. So next week, we already have a topic kind of planned. Um, Renee and I will share that early on next week. But um, otherwise, though, today's topic that we're going to be talking about is... A lifestyle audit meaning i mean you should take this into whatever context makes sense for you in your life um but we're obviously going to talk about from a health and fitness perspective today but uh before we dive into it renee how's your how's your last week been
1: pretty good pretty easy yeah um not too bad just pretty typical i would say
0: yeah just 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 keep it on keep it on obviously um You've been crushing it with with current clients, and then we got some new clients signed up. Lauren is on the call right now, and she's, she's new, and she was sick this week. We just talked about it before we got going on the Zoom call, so week one has not been as best as one would hope, but it was completely out of our control, and we're going to bounce back next week. Um,
1: yeah, I would say that, and then this week, I'm also kind of focusing more on just like lighter movement. I got 10 hours of sleep the other night, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. Never happens. That's amazing.
0: Um,
1: so, yeah.
0: Speaking of sleep, uh, Lola, our baby girl, she the past two nights put her in bed at to go to sleep at ten o'clock and mm-hmm. woke up at seven.
2: Oh, uh, so hey, so
0: that's two back to back nights of uh, nine hours of sleep for her. So that's awesome. Which obviously means it's awesome for us. So. You know, I'm celebrating that as we go into the new year. Hopefully that stays consistent and not surprise us and pull back. Doesn't but,
1: regress again.
0: Yeah, but because uh, last couple weeks ago, she surprised us with a couple back-to-back nights and then said, ah, I'm done with that, and then went back to waking up in the middle of the night. So we were pissed because we were like, what the hell? We, I thought we had to figure <laughs> it out, but I'm sure that'll keep on happening. But uh, yeah, um, we're finally getting, I mean, we've been getting our rhythm back, getting back into the gym, Nicole Nine taking her with us. Fortunately, we have a gym that we can actually take her with us, and we we generally don't go at peak hours, so we can kind of carry Lola around. <laughs> Yesterday, Nicole wore her on her chest, you know, did some arm movements and shoulder movements, stuff that wouldn't interfere with, you know, banging her head with a weight or something. <laughs> but uh, it went good. I, lo- I love getting to see both of them in the, in the gym and doing it all together as a family. I think it's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm loving every minute of that. But let's get into it. Talking about this year um renee i know we um you kind of shared some thoughts with with me so i let's uh let's let you rock and roll with it so all let's right start so with, yeah what, what were the yeah, goals you want to what were the goals you came into the year with
1: Do you want to start off with all the questions so um we can think
0: about yeah, it while we're talking yeah yeah so for those of you on the call again no obligation to share if you don't want to but so these are some of the things we're gonna be kind of talking about um so we'll start with renee as an example and then we'll kind of bounce around uh, for anybody who wants to share. And if you do want to share, just unmute yourself or put it in the comments and whatnot, and we'll we'll get going with it. But so um, number one, what goals did you come into, you know, 2023 with? Um, and again, I want you to think about this, you know, outside of this call in all the different areas of your life. But right now, you know, we're talking about health, we're talking about fitness, maybe mindset wise, habit wise, stuff like that. Um, so what goals did you come into the year with? How, um, how were your nutrition habits? How were your exercise habits over the course of this year? You know, did you have good months? Did you have bad months. If you had bad months, what were the reasons for that? Um, did did you maintain or build our baseline? As we talk about a lot on here, you know, one of one of the goals of TLF is raising your normal baseline. Meaning, if you have the worst week, like for instance, Lauren, not to bring you back up, but you had a week where you were sick, and you know, during a week like that. We have to change kind of our expectations. Are you going to get all your workouts in? Probably going to get zero in. Are you going to crush your nutrition? Probably not. But there are still controllables that we can try to execute even when we're sick. Number one, that's water intake. Number two, that's sleep. You know, every week it's going to kind of change a little bit to to fit what your absolute needs are. But during the worst of weeks, what can you still accomplish? Um, And then what do we want to leave in 2023 and not carry with us into 2024. Again, this could be habits. It could be mindsets. It could be, you know, how we handle stress, whatever the case is. And who do we, who do we want to become in 2024? Meaning, you know, what are the goals? What are the kind of the big overlining or overlying, you know, aspects of your life that you want to take into or adopt in 2024? So, so Renee, to come back to the beginning of that, what goals did you come into the year with?
1: Yeah. So I kind of, mainly had some like mental health goals for This year for me, but one of my like overarching mantras is healthy body, healthy mind. So I wanted to continue that. Um, I had a goal of starting therapy, which I started therapy in January and I went weekly for I want to say six months. And then the last five months, I guess it's almost been now, I've been going every other week. Um, I wanted to make a new friend, which I did that. And I feel like I strengthened other like friendships as well. And then I wanted to find a new hobby, which was really cool because I became a personal trainer. So that was a new hobby for me. Um, And I've heard this thing on like a podcast. It's called like building her. Do you want to build up this sense of like her in your mind of who you want to be? Um, And so that was one of my other goals of just the things that I do. I want to build it to be a person like every little thing I do. I want to
0: add up. They should all be little building blocks into who you want to become.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And not, not building blocks to other people or places that you don't necessarily want to go. At least not on a correct
1: or, and I think building blocks is such a good analogy for it because you can't just expect to be her. You have to Mm -hmm. build her. Yeah. So again, that's just my mindset, but
0: and and, and, and like you said, kind of say that you know the building blocks. It's that what are the actionable pieces? What are the things that I just naturally do are consistent? Do what are my what are my consistent intentions? And those little tiny pieces build you up to be exactly whoever you want to be.
1: Yeah, the podcast I listened to it said you are what you repeat, and that just like really spoke to me. It's like everything you do. That's what you are. Whether you it's your bad habits, your good habits, mm-hmm. you are what you repeat. Mm-hmm. So that's just a And that's
0: something. kind of what this this exact conversation is is you know, doing an actual audit. You know, if you were going to break down and audit your business or whatever the case is, you know, in a financial sense, they're gonna look at little, every little piece of it. And no matter what you think you are in terms of success, the numbers don't lie. Just like, you know, mm-hmm. those actions don't lie. So you might think. You're a kind person, but if you go through life being a dick to everybody, then you're not really a kind person. You know, if you want to be healthy, but none of your habits align with that, if you're not, you know, grocery shopping the right way and then just hoping to be healthy, you're not going to be healthy. You know, if you want to have great energy every single day, but you're not fueling your body properly, you're not exercising with it, and your bedtime routine is non existent because you can't turn off Netflix or get off the phone, then yeah, your ideals might be there, but your habits don't align with that. So that's what this entire conversation is about is doing an actual in-depth audit. And that's kind of what our check-ins in are every single week. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why those check-ins are so crucial because you're doing a weekly audit, a weekly self-check of who do I want to be? And are these, you know, are my actions actually aligned with that?
1: And that's going to also train your mind to do that every day. Like I Mm -hmm. guarantee there's probably not a day where Marcus and I don't reflect on Mm -hmm. aspects of our life. Whereas like, three years ago, I had, have no, was not even, no idea how much I was sleeping, how much water I was drinking, things like that. Yep. Um, whereas now it's second nature. Like I'm going to reflect on all of that throughout the day.
0: And, 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 you know, again, we have quite a few new new people on the zoom call right now. And if these are not your natural kind of ways of thinking or being, you know, just being mindful, that's normal. Most people that come here, that's not normal for them to think about all these concepts and it, and it can be overwhelming, you know, the the initial check in that you guys get, you know, tomorrow or next week, if you haven't started yet, you know, it can be overwhelming to think about, shit, how is my nutrition? How is my water? How are my workouts? How is my sleep? And yes, it can be overwhelming because it is a comprehensive approach. But just by asking yourself that question, like it's not a it's not a test. You don't get it right or you don't get it wrong. It's just a matter of how did it go? And just becoming more mindful of it. And if you do that every week, you start being more cognizant of it. You or pointing out the wins in your life, but you're also recognizing, Oh my God, I got a headache right now and it's 8 PM. And then you can kind of retro, you know, think about it Did I have any water today. When was <laughs> the last time I had a drink? You know, it's, it, it, it's, it's, things like that. So, so when we start asking these questions of ourselves on a consistent weekly basis, you start being more aware of it just day to day and minute to minute, even. And then it becomes just second nature. Renee, you're right. As I talk about drinking water, you <laughs> look like you've never drank water before. I
1: know. I'm dying over here.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That that but that, was, that red. was. Yeah, you are. That was good though, Renee. I I, I like that. You know, uh, building her. And again, I'm not. I'm not a female with this, but it's the same concept. But you know, having Loda go to the gym with us. You know, having. It, it's funny because she doesn't always recognize what like what's going on in life because she's only two months old. But it's like every time I have a plate of food, she's like, what you got over there, dad? It's so funny. But I'm like, that's even more reason. I'm like, shit, she's only two months old. And even if she has no idea what's going on, she's still seeing what's on my plate. So she's used to seeing me eat shit from the month, you know, from two months old to three months to three years to, you know, 13 that's a lot of opportunities to teach her through just what, what dad's doing and what mom's doing. And so I'm thinking about all these little opportunities that are going to build her into who she is and her relationship with food and, and, you know, relationship with being a strong woman or whatever the case is. So I look forward to all those little opportunities. Love but, it. Uh, all right, Renee next, next question. All right. So, so that's how you came into the year. How do you feel like mm-hmm. you, you did with all those things? All those pretty goals?
1: good. Yeah. Um, I, in July or so, I went into. So I have a little notes up on my phone. I went in and checked off like the ones I have done, so like the new hobby, the new friend, um, therapy, things like that. Um, some of them were more like ongoing goals, mm-hmm. but those are some like attainable goals that I had. Um, so yeah.
0: So you uh, then. so then n- yeah. n- nutrition. So talking again, kind of back to the whole purpose of TLF here and what we're really focused on here. So nutrition habits. Um. How do you how do you feel that your consistency over the year has been with your nutrition? Um, and and for those of you that are new here, Renee might you know repeat this as well. But she's got some kind of dietary restrictions in terms of just what her body can handle. Not like her coach is telling her she can't have things; it's <laughs> her body's telling her that she can't have certain things, and then we adjust from there. So, how's your nutrition been this year? Would you say?
1: Yeah. So this was my first full year of being entirely gluten-free. um, So I started being gluten-free. I got diagnosed with an eat- wheat allergy in May of 2022. So a fold, I mean, it's been a year and a half now, but yeah. so I've had the same lunch every weekday, basically, which I typically do lentil pasta with ground turkey or ground beef, and pasta sauce. Nice. Um, And uh, that's just consistent. Also, I was talking to a client the other day and about how, like, I used to hate leftovers growing up. Like, it was the, my arch nemesis hated it. And I was thinking, I was like, I literally eat leftovers every day day now. It's so strange. Yeah. But when I prep it in its own container it's not leftovers in it, doesn't my
0: mind. Feel, it doesn't feel like leftovers it doesn't
1: feel like leftovers but the weeks where i make like all my potatoes like all my green beans have to like reheat them up and i don't put them in their own containers mm-hmm. i can't do it it's okay. like the strangest thing it's weird
0: because it's the same exact um, thing as if they were in their own containers but yeah
1: but when they're in their own container it's like a new meal all right but if it's in like a full like it's just been all sitting together it's just yeah not
0: See, see that's the way I generally do it now, just because, you know, getting from work from home, I'm like, I don't want to get out 20 meal prep containers because I can just go make my meals. And then that also gives me the flexibility that, hey, I don't want to have rice this meal because I want to have higher carbs later. But when I was going to work, I would do that. I would completely meal prep, you know, because I would take two to three meals with me every single day to work. So I just would load up on Monday morning, you know, at my school office and just put in 20 meals and take up my entire fridge. (laughs) I had my um, own fridge though. I didn't just dominate the teachers.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. Little tidbit of information there. Yeah. Um, my nutrition got way more precise and intentional halfway through the year when I got an online fitness coach and had to start tracking my macros every day for eight weeks um, before then, I really only focused on protein content and that's, about i mean obviously i've always eaten my healthy foods because i like Margaret said my body naturally tells me that i have to eat healthier foods um but after june or so is when i really started focusing on protein fats carbs and fiber um and since then now i can't think about it any other way but that's also a good example to show like it's okay to start out on like to throw it. It's a lot to think about like protein, carbs, fats, fiber yep. at every meal. And so you can still get to your successful time and levels, even if you just focus on protein at first, things like that. Yep. Um, obviously throughout like the meal plans, we kind of create that for you. Mm-hmm. However, there's other ways to do it. Um, well, so-
0: and, and we start with the meal plan, but again, like, you know, you might be able to execute that beautifully on day one, but then somebody else, they're like, "This is this is too much. Is overwhelming. Maybe just seeing too much." And so that's when it's like, "Okay, well then here we, here's a couple of options. We can always circumvent and kind of navigate what your individual needs are." But that starts with the communication. We always talk about that. But so, like you said, we could I could easily transfer over to a client and say that, "Hey, instead of following the meal plan, if you know how to track your macros." Let's just focus on protein and calories, you know, or just follow the meal plan. Don't worry about tracking. Don't worry about all the numbers that are associated with it. Just follow that meal plan or go to, you know, I don't need to get back into, you know, digging the weeds, but the Thriving Lives Kitchen Cookbook that we talked about last week on that that episode, uh, we talked about how to utilize that. And I could just say, hey, go pick three moderate carb meals from that plan. And that could be different every day. It could be different every week, but just focus on that. And then we'll optimize from there. Ultimately, what it comes down to is. We want to build consistency with with whatever it is we're doing. Like No matter what it is, no matter what approach we're taking, we want consistency because once we have consistency and things aren't scattered all over the place, then we can tweak. Then we can optimize little by little to get you to where you want to go. It just comes down to, like I said at the very beginning of this before we start recording, start, let's see what you're doing great, let's see where you're struggling, and then we will adjust things as we get going. Yep. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. You know how I do it. I think <laughs> um, that
1: that's kind of, I would say, yeah. nutrition. Um, yeah. I don't really... There was, this year at my birthday, I had more, like, sweets than I usually do and more just, like, foods that I don't typically eat. They were all gluten-free, peanut-free. thing. Like, I didn't have any of my allergy-containing foods. Yeah. But it's funny. My body was inflamed for probably 3 days like i felt it yeah. um and so again another podcast i've listened to has said like it, take symptoms as like a blessing because your body will show you when it is rejecting something which i think that is just very cool yeah. um
0: well and comes back to why we do check-ins so that mm-hmm. so we are mm-hmm. becoming more aware of how we feel day to day if i say hey how was your digestion or how was your energy Or were you feeling Mm -hmm. inflamed this week, whatever the case is, then you can come back to kind of what, what those things were Renee, before we go on to the next few questions, um, I want to give everybody else an opportunity before we get too far down the list, um, and then have to come all the way back to the top. So, you know, anybody else, uh, again, don't feel obligated to share if you don't want to, but you know, what were some, let's start with, what were some goals you came into 2023 with around your health and fitness? And then did you meet those goals? Where you at on those goals, all that good stuff. So if you want to share, I'll open the floor for a second. Again, don't feel pressure if you don't want to. All right, rock on. Um, so so real quick, uh, you know, I share this every year. Um, but so kind of what I do before the is the coming in. This is kind of part of my own um lifestyle audit, life audit goals and stuff like that is I have this, I actually have my sheet pulled up. But um, so I go through build that like Excel sheet. This is probably more detailed than what a lot of people would go and do. But so I build that whole Excel sheet and then I have a column, you know, the goals column. And then I have a little check mark column. Like did I accomplish that goal? It's, you know, during the year. And then I have every single month for the entire year. So January all, all the way to December, with little boxes where I can go put X's in or put notes in or whatever. And then every month when I go through like my budget and finances and stuff like that, I also go through and check this off. So at the beginning of each month, I think about, okay, this is February 1st. How did January go? Did I meet these goals? So, and I have them um, kind of different categories of what they are, just kind of color-coded. Not that it's any certain detail, but so like my first, my first category though, is all about, you know, family related stuff like Nicole and I stuff. So the first one was get pregnant. Boom. Did that in, jan- <laughs> did that in January. So started, started off with bank. Did it in January? Found out in February. Um, Number two was have a baby. So again, some some of these things <laughs> I just want to put up there because they're going to happen or at least they should happen. And I love checking shit off my list. So sometimes I'll, I'll like on my daily to do list I'll put on something that I've already done just because I want to check check it check off. It off. It's, just, it's just fun to do that. Um, and I I mean that releases like serotonin or whatever the other shit is in your brain. Opening. So yeah, dopamine. Thank you. Um, I always know generalities i don't know the exact specifics sometimes but so uh get pregnant have a baby leave teaching so you know i knew that I was gonna be leaving teaching but that was a big goal of mine and those are three giant things you know get pregnant have a baby leave teaching um i wanted to take two trips overseas obviously getting pregnant and having a baby threw off those i got to go overseas one time though so that was awesome um take four small u.s trips so that could be like little road trips we did that. I did Florida, did St. Louis, did Colorado, like did some other little small things around there. Um, One event per month. So this would be things like, you know, uh, a concert or a trip or something like that. And so I wasn't successful with that the entire way through. But when I get to go back and look at like this whole spreadsheet of the whole year, I'm like, Hey, I did some fun shit. Like, even if I feel like, Oh my God, we had a baby this year, you would think that would dominate everything. We still did a lot of stuff. And then my next column or my next section down, I have like financial goals. Um, And also business building goals. So I have like, you know, I wanted to do some different mentorships and some courses, obviously getting pregnant and having a baby that kind of threw some of that stuff off, but I've already paid for those courses and mentorships that I'll be starting in 2024. So, you know, I'm already thinking about what 2024 is. We'll kind of get to this, but 2024 is my year of, of, you know, learning is, is what I, what I want to dive into um, obviously, and just being the best dad I can. But so I have some of those things. And then I, you know, uh, some more financial stuff that, you know, goals and pay off a car and shit like that. And then I had some specific ones. One of them on there is literally buy a PS5. And I did that, <laughs> did that in January. I got to cross that off because I was like, when the baby comes, I'm not going to want to buy a PS5. So I was like, I'm going to do this now. So I don't have to worry about then. But the other one was bulk up to 185, which I accomplished that as well. So, again, at the end of the year, it's so much fun to go back and review the year. See all the different, you know, big audacious goals and even the small goals, and that I accomplished kind of one of those things that I wanted to do. So I think that's a great way of going through this audit yourself. But again, that's a whole comprehensive lifestyle thing. You know, we're obviously talking about health and fitness, but I think that's what where your guys' mindset should be. And then it's fun to start planning out what does next year hold for me. You know, what am I what am I trying to accomplish next year? So that's
1: a good way to actually follow through with your new year's goals too. Is to like check in monthly. Um, I know I did that often. Like when I was journaling, I would go back and like look back and refer to them. I write my like new year's goals in my notes app on my phone, but also at the beginning of my journal. Um, and again, not everyone does new, year- new year's goals. Not everyone follows through. 2022 was the first year that I actually like set goals and accomplished them. Um, so I'm only two years into New Year's goals myself of yeah. actually like following mm-hmm. through. Like you always think like, oh, I'm gonna do this, but mm-hmm. actually doing it and following through. Um, those monthly or yeah. quarterly check-ins, um, is always a good way to and 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 physically
0: yourself and physically writing it down. I mm-hmm. mean, again, we can all talk about our goals. Like everybody, I mean, weight loss is one of those easy ones where everybody says, "I want to get healthier," "I want to lose 20 pounds a year," or whatever the case is, but it starts and it stops there for most people. They just talk about it, but then nothing really happens or they come into it with this half-assed approach, half-assed plan or whatever the case is. And so ultimately you want to write this stuff down, but then think about what are my steps to getting out? Now, most of these right here, they didn't necessarily require steps, but things like you know financial goals, they require steps. They require monthly check-ins with yourself that I reach this. You know, Okay, I didn't reach it. I didn't hit this certain financial goal. So what do I need to do this coming month so I can get back on track with it? Um, and then same thing with our health and fitness, you know, if I want to lose 20 pounds, what are my daily checklists to kind of get there? And again, that's why you have us. That's why you have coaches, but this also, again, we can provide the best plans in the world. We can sit here and be there in in your corner and support you, but it comes down to what your daily actions are. We can keep showing up and saying the same thing every week, but if you don't change you, then you're not going to change you. You're going to be stuck doing the same thing, talking about the same things month after month, year after year. So, you know, again, that that accountability, that reflection, it's uncomfortable, especially as you get started, because it makes you see, oh, my God, these are my goals. And I'm nowhere close to that. But just by having that self-reflection, be like, I sucked this month in all these different ways. Or maybe you need to give yourself grace again. Laura, not to bring you back up, but you were sick this week. So you're not you're not going to accomplish your first week's goal because something real actually happened to you. But it's not like you know, on the flip side, you're like, oh, I was supposed to start this month, but, or this, you know, this Monday, but I didn't meal prep on Sunday. So I guess I'll start next Monday. That's the habit that most people are in. Again, something real happened to you and then, then it's okay to kind of adapt with it. Um,
1: I think too, I was going to say, as far as like New Year's goals and things like that, um, in the health and fitness industry and world, a lot of, and mental health world, All of these things aren't just, like, one-year goals. Like, I wasn't – and I think in 2022 when I originally made the goal of, like, healthy body, healthy mind, I think I was like, all right, this is, like, a 2022 goal. But the thing is, is that's going to be on my goals now every single year. Like, it's never going to come off. It's always going to be on there because that is – that's going to be a lifestyle that I'm living. But it's not something that is just only going to take one year. I'm going to be perfect at it. Like, it's going to always – be growing and changing and I'll get into that with some of my other stuff too, but.
0: And, and those goals also need maintenance, you know, just because I lose 20 pounds, if that's my goal, if if that's it, and then I take my foot off the gas and I go back and relax, well, I'm going to be like the rest of the 99% of the population that gains not just that 20 pounds, but 30 pounds, you know, we have to, we have to keep our foot on the gas at, at least to maintain, um, you know, at least set that set it in cruise control. Don't just come to a full park. But um, okay, cool. So that was, you know, so anybody else, again, before we kind of move on with it, nutrition habits, how do you feel about them this year? Did you come into 2023 uh, with, with any goals and how did you do with them? As I put my notes here. All right. So so exercise habits, Renee, um, you came into 2023 with goals with that. How, how do you think you did with, with your exercise habits?
1: Yep. Um, so one one concrete goal I had was 10 pull-ups and that did not happen. I'm still at the same amount of pull-ups that I was a year ago. Well, I'm a little bit more than I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, And the reason why is because I stopped doing them as much. So um, just because I was so excited I finally could do a pull-up, I continue to only doing pull-ups instead of continuing pull-ups and assisted pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned that lesson of, okay, if I actually want to get 10 pull-ups in instead of six, I need to continually keep doing the banded assisted pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was included in my yeah. plan to do, um, that I've been doing for a little bit now. So, Good. yeah. Um, that was my only, like concrete goal. I would say,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, in the last like month or so, well, I guess I'll, I'll kind of get to that in a second. Um, I started off doing five or six days a week at the gym mm-hmm. and uh, that was consistent for me. And then over the summer, I went down to four lifting days and then it was nice outside. So I was able to get a lot of walks in, um, recently, as I've talked about in the last few episode, episodes, whatever you want to call
0: them, call
1: them. Um, I've shifted to weekend, like mainly having my workouts on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then one weekday one so I could have more time in the gym Um, because I have wanted to to build more muscle. And by doing that, I had to start focusing on increasing my weight. Um, For the first half of the year, I would say I just was kind of at like my same like way I was comfortable I went to the gym because it was my stress relief mm-hmm. had a lot of depression first half of the year still and so the gym was just my like stress relief my happy place um never really played around with increasing my weights.
2: well plus um,
0: plus giving yourself you know Friday Saturday Sunday because you don't work on those days you have more time to spend in the gym so you can take mm-hmm. a little bit longer on your rest periods and things like that um and so you're, 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 fortunate to have that, that time with it, but you took advantage of that. And because of that, you've been able to get even stronger mm-hmm. you know, since you have a little more time to rest in between sets. So you can train heavier weights because of that.
1: Yeah. I also, it's kind of cool. I've had like a blending of my two worlds of therapy in the gym, because when I like look at weight, when I'm squatting, if it's heavier, I will literally just like put it on there and I'll stare at it. Like, I don't know if I can do this. But, like, since I've learned to trust myself more, I am more bold on actually attempting that weight instead of just automatically assuming, oh, no, I can't lift this. And Marcus and I, when we worked out, it was like, I don't think I can lift that. And he's like, well, you're going to try. And so just, like, little things like that where pushing yourself or having someone else push you to increase that weight is definitely where I've seen muscle growth. Um, So now it's really cool because I focus on increasing my weight. So again, another point of like, you don't have to do everything at first. Like again, I'm a personal trainer and I'm only recently starting on increasing like progressively overload. So things like that just takes time.
0: And what's, what's important with, you know, to, to, to add to that. And this is why the gym is such a good place to, to learn a lot of these, just like life skills, but, or just how to grow essentially Like you just said, you had to do the uncomfortable thing. You had to do the reps you didn't think you could do. You had to do the weights that you didn't think you could do. You had to get uncomfortable so you could grow. Growth Mm -hmm. never happens when we're comfortable. And that might be kind of cliche. You've probably heard that a lot of times, but it's true. You know, just like with starting, you know, if you want to become a healthier person, you're going to have to do things that you're not used to doing. When you're not used to doing something, it's uncomfortable because it's it's not easy. It's not in your your repertoire already. It's not in your skill set. It's not in your toolbox. So in order to grow, in order to learn how to meal prep, in order to learn how to grocery shop better, in order to build in some of these disciplines and habits, we have to be uncomfortable to get there. And so if you're refusing to become uncomfortable, you're literally never going to grow. And that's in any realm in the world. I mean, two or three years ago, I would have never… Have wanted to do Zoom calls like this. I would have never wanted to do a podcast. Well, I, I do two of them between this one and the one that I do with Caleb as well. Um, you know, I, I never wanted to talk. I, I I still hate talking to a camera. I hate walking and doing my you know reels while I'm walking with Boss and, and Lola. Um, but I've gotten way better at it, and I've gotten way more comfortable with it. Now I can kind of step into that fear, and that was kind of something you know I realized long ago. And and not, not to kind of sidebar this conversation, but anything that's ever scared me in life to do i've grown from it if i did it if i didn't do it i never grew from it if anything that that hurt my growth because i avoided what, what what was what you know i was fearful of so at this point you know whether it be an interview or it being start a new workout plan or starting to work with a new coach or literally anything you name it if something scared me if i got an offer to do a podcast if i got an offer to do something that sounds scary i just say yes to it now Because I know that I'm going to figure it out. And just like, you know, coming back to like high school, if we knew we all had a speech coming up, if I knew I had a a Spanish speech where I'm like, I gotta know how to talk for three minutes in Spanish. I don't know Spanish. I'm supposed to know Spanish. I'm like, I'm gonna suck at this. But regardless, like it never goes as actually, that's the bad example because that did go as bad as I thought it was gonna go. But other (laughs) speeches, you could figure it out. As long as you know the language, you can bullshit it and you can figure it out. And it never goes as bad as what you think it's gonna go, especially if you did some prep work leading up to it. And so, so that kind of comes back to all this, you know, um, step step into that uncomforted, uncomfortableness and then you're going to grow from it. You're going to learn and, and you're going to be better at it, essentially. And
1: I think we both did that this year with Thriving Life Fitness as well. Yeah. Um, it was very, I think, different for both of us, for you to have an employee yeah. and enter enter your world. And then for me to enter a new career as well. Yeah. That's, um,
0: that's- that's that's very true. That you know, there's risks associated with both of those, and uh, we had to kind of step into that. And this this could have crashed and burned. You could have been mm-hmm. a you know a shitty trainer and they, they didn't <laughs> want to learn, or I could have been a terrible boss. I could have maybe not even been a terrible boss, just not know how to coach you to be a better coach yourself. Coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was uncomfortable. Like that's a great example of it. You know, me leaving teaching that was uncomfortable as hell, horrifying to do it, but I could always go back to teaching if I had to. You know, there's always a fallback, and you're always going to feel better from from trying than not trying. So, you know, that's something. Even though that's our last question we're going to be talking about today is what do we want to leave in 2023, and what do we want to take with us into 2024? You know, I think for all of us, whether we do this or not already, it's 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 stepping into that fear, stepping into those uncomfortable situations, especially if you know that they that they're going to leave you in a better spot. You know, again, Renee and I could have crashed and burned when when I brought her into TLF. There is risks associated associated with it, but there's also a lot of rewards associated with it, and we're both, you know, feeling those rewards. And now, you know, not looking back from it. Yeah. So that was that was exercise. Did you have anything else you wanted to add on to the exercise side of it? Mm,
1: no, not really.
0: Okay, cool. Um, and then, you know, did we maintain or build a baseline? So I think.
1: Um, I think I interpreted this question different.
0: I think so as well when I was, thinking, <laughs> I was reading kind of your notes to me, but, but I mean, speak on that as well. And then also answer yeah. this side of it.
1: Um, so when I read this question, I interpreted it as, I don't even know why, but maybe
0: your physical like, goal. Did did you reach your physical?
1: physical goal? Yeah. My physical,
0: you wanted to gain five to 10 pounds of weight, right?
1: I didn't want to No.
0: Oh, okay. Wait, wait. No. <laughs> All right. So, so, so give me, give me what you were
1: doing. <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't say I wanted to or didn't want to I didn't have any goal weight in mind I'm a year ago I was well a year ago I was actually in my lowest weight, which was an unhealthy weight um not unhealthy I wouldn't I shouldn't say but not maintainable I would say I got you I got you um so I've touched on this before too as far as like the number on the scale versus what you see in the mirror and how you feel, um, how I felt a year ago being at my smallest weight was not good. Mental health, not good. Yeah. Um, and now I, over 2023 I've gained between like five and 10 pounds depending on the week. Mm-hmm. Um, built a ton of muscle See, Well, I think must definitely, yeah. Even, yeah. I don't, I shouldn't yeah. like myself. Yeah. You have Um, <laughs> so built muscle, I've seen my shoulders grow, my glutes grow, mm-hmm. my uh, arms grow, just very cool. My back grow. Um, so that's been cool for me to see.
0: Yeah. And, and, and now you've maintained that as well. And, and like you said, it wasn't about the number on the scales. How do you look, how do you feel mm-hmm. in going off of those things? Um, which, which is and, way, way more important than ever. What, than what the scale is going to say.
1: Yeah. And with that. A year ago, at my smallest weight, I definitely had more defined abs. Mm-hmm. However, I would leave that and take the glutes, the shoulders, the arms,
0: and the strength. And the back. Just just overall strength, stronger, yeah. The, the
1: feeling force. good,
0: yeah. And, then and you also know now. Now with your experience, you also know how to healthily um, and efficiently. Get those abs back if you ever want them to, yeah. to, to the same point, you still have abs, but to, to the same point, you know, you have the tools and the discipline and the knowledge about, okay, if I want to take off five extra pounds of water weight, of fat, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. you know exactly how to do it. But right now that's not where you're at and, and you're, yeah. you're how you're looking how you're feeling. Uh, but so kind of what this question is, you know, about, you know, building, maintaining or building and maintaining a baseline, you know, back to uh, kind of what I said earlier on the call is. We want our worst week still still have certain things we're able to check off. You know, you want your your current when you're t- with TLF, you want your current worst week to be what your old best week used to look like. So, on your worst week, you had all this shit come up during the week, couldn't work out, but you know you still meal prepped over the weekend. You were able to control seventy five percent of your meals. You were able to drink all your water. You still kept a healthy bedtime routine, um, or maybe something was off because you're, or maybe your sleep was off. Maybe you had a baby and your baby's been up all night long and you couldn't really control the sleep and that's not your fault, but you were still meal prepped and you still got 75% of your meals accomplished. You still drank your water. So even though I didn't sleep well and because I didn't sleep well, I didn't really get a lot of workouts in. I still went on some walks. You know, I was still present with my baby and I also controlled my food and my water and to the best of my ability. Whereas most people, when they're just surviving and getting through life, baby's up all night or work was a stress, so you binge ate that night. You didn't have your meals prepped coming into the week. You didn't drink your water. That led to more cravings. That led to more bloat and water retention and poor digestion. And so you can see how having one or two things fall off if you just let everything go, it's a domino effect. It's a compounding effect that creates a whole shit week. When in reality, you could have controlled things a little bit better just by having a few things, you know, prepped and ready to go for the week or or intention set with it. So um, I mean, Renee, I would say that you kind of talked about that earlier. You know, you made some nutrition changes over a year ago and you had the same lunch majority of the time for that past chunk of time. And that's not something that you feel a slave to. You enjoy that lunch, that's why you continue having that lunch. If you didn't enjoy it, you know how to change it up. But that Mm works for you. And so that's a baseline that. Every day, even if something bad happens at night or you have to change your whole day's plan, you still accomplish your lunch. Your breakfast is still looking similar. You know, if you're getting workouts in majority of the mornings throughout the week or the weekends, you're getting that done first thing. So even on your worst weeks, even if work was a stress or maybe you weren't feeling good or whatever, you still have things that no matter what, every single day you're going to be able to check off.
1: Yeah. I think that is something too that I know we've touched on in the past, about like staples and things like that. Like, um, but yeah, definitely towards the beginning of the year, like I said, I wasn't focusing on sleep, um, water, yes, but not to a certain extent. And so um, I'd say it's very cool to watch your baseline change mm-hmm. and watch those non negotiables change. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also for me, that's huge on mental health. It is. Um, seeing your mental health change and grow. And watching your worst weeks and how you handle things like the bad's never going to go away. But when you learn yourself, learn your body, learn your mind, those bad things and those bad occurrences are so much smaller and you handle them in a quicker time manner or in a better.
0: And you don't let the stress compound. That's what Mm -hmm. so many people do when they're just living in survivor mode is, you know, flat tire happens and then their whole week is shot because it's just a snowball effect. We don't let those things compound. We stop the bleeding. We keep it isolated that I'm stressed about this. I'm not going to be stressed about the rest of it. Whereas a lot of people, I have this stress and now I'm also going to be stressed because all these other negative things have happened because I let myself go this week or this month or whatever the case is.
1: Yeah, You can snowball in either direction. It's just being conscious of choosing to snowball in the positive and not even just positive. I don't like toxic all the time, positivity, Um, but healthy snowballing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, 100%. Uh, well, and that leads, again, back to the person who you want to become, you know. Mm-hmm. And again, the more positive things you can do for yourself each day, it, it's not going to hurt your mental health. It's not going to hurt anybody's mental health or their self-efficacy. You know, if you can check off 15 positive things you did for yourself today, you're going to feel better about that than if you said, well, I got I literally checked off zero positive things today. Like at the end of a, of a shitty day, which one are you going to feel at least a little bit better about? So that's kind of what it always comes back to. But so, um, next question. Good job on crushing all these. Hopefully everybody has, as Renee is kind of talking about her own year, you're doing some self-reflection here. Um, so next one, what do you want to leave in 2023 and not carry with us in 2024? You got anything that you want to leave in this year and not take with you?
1: Um, yeah. So I took this question in a different approach as well too. Sure. Um, so, I think I'm working on like constantly growing and accepting all versions of myself, past self and current self. And so off the top of my head, and maybe I can think about it over time and come up with an answer, but I don't think there's anything I want to leave in 2023. I feel like I want to accept myself that I'm always growing and I can never hold myself accountable to what I know now from what I knew in the past. Um, And the only thing I wrote down was maybe a little less hyper independent. Sometimes I can be a little um, hyper independent, but I've definitely gotten better on that, um, and I think that just comes from me like guarding my heart. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah,
0: I think I think that's a, I think that's a, that's a great answer. Again, there's no right or wrong answers to, to any of these things. You might not have something you know solid that you can say to that that I don't like this about me. I want to leave it, and ideally, none of us have a ton of those things anyway that we for sure dislike um but what's what's key though is the answer to the next question though is okay we might like where we're at we like that we are ever evolving we respect that about ourselves. we're giving ourselves grace for any of that stuff and as we kind of evolve so what are the things you know coming into 2024 who do you want to become who's that her like you mentioned at the beginning of this that you're trying to become and i mean it sounds like all of your habits especially the most pivotal piece of all this is self-reflection if we're mm-hmm. avoiding that reflection we're never going to grow if we're avoiding the uncomfortableness of being accountable to ourselves, we're never going to grow so as long as you can accomplish that one thing is always be mindful and reflective of what you're doing um then we're all going to continue growing in the, in the right direction with it so anything you want to be a little bit more intentional about in
1: 2024 um so i i You kind of said it already, but I just said, um, continue building her, continue growing and learning through the struggles and embracing the struggles Mm -hmm. and trusting my life path. Um, Mm -hmm. a better version of me is who I envision as her. Mm -hmm. And I am really focused on like learning my body, my hormones, my cycle, things like that. Um, so I just want to continue listening to myself. Um, and to kind of piggyback on like trusting life's past path. Um, Another podcast I listened to had said it's happening for you, not to you. And that just like spoke volumes to me. Um, Whenever things go wrong, it's easy to think like, Oh, this happened to me. But when you think of it as this happened for me somewhere along the line, there's a silver lining Mm -hmm. and you just have to trust that everything is happening for a reason. That is something I cling on to. Um, and I would just say, I want to continue being real and genuine in each aspect of my life. Um, and just helping other people see their potential as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just continuing my own growth.
0: Love that. I love that. And I, I, I like that mindset as well. I think that's something that we can all learn a little bit from as well as things are happening for us. And you might think of that as like, well, this really shitty thing happened. How is that for me? But there's usually something we can at least learn through it and shit. At the very, very least the bad things that happen that we feel like to us or in this situation for us, it could just come down to. And again, it's all about your perspective and how you want to look at things, uh, but it could just give you more. um, You could be more more clarity, more grateful for the good things that are happening, though. So yesterday was a terrible day for all these things. And maybe I couldn't learn anything from that. Maybe there's nothing positive I could take away from it. But you know what? Today it's not happening. And I'm living in today's moment. I'm happy for all those things as well. You know, this comes back to what I always kind of talk about as well with uh, the five minute journal talking about gratitude. You know, this is something that especially my new print, my new friends on here, you know, it literally asks you every single day. I'm grateful for these three things come up with three new things, everything that you're grateful for. Um, And that's, again, it's easy to do the first week that you're doing it. But then you've ran through 21 different things you're grateful for. You know, you've crossed off your loved ones, you crossed off your dog, you've crossed off your house, you've crossed off your car or your job. So now you have to dig a little bit deeper. What are some other things that you're grateful for without repeating the things you've already said so far? So today it could be literally, I'm thankful for avocados. It could be, I'm thankful for today's sunset. I'm thankful to see my daughter get to smile more today than she did yesterday. And when you're, when you're doing that, you're living a little bit more in the moment and you're, you're literally searching for all the positives that are happening. And especially for somebody who's a a negative mindset type person, those little things, just naming three things you're grateful for every single day. It seems so small and so trivial, but just like with any of our other healthy habits, when you do them day after day, after day, after day, after day, you completely transform who you are. And then your once begin to change, and everything else begins to change around you. So, um, I love something, those pieces.
1: Something that Nicole and I did in I want to say like twenty twenty one. For um, those of you
0: who don't know, don't know Nicole's my wife.
1: Um, we, and that's how I met Marcus. Was I'm friends with Nicole. Um, every day we would send each other five things we were grateful for and five intentions we had for the day. Um, It's funny
0: because you know where Nicole got that from (laughs) (laughs) five minute journal, but, but that's a, I love that you guys did that together though, because it gave somebody else that you were saying it to, you're speaking it more into existence, even more so than just writing it down to yourself. And then you're hearing the other persons as well. So you kind of, you know, you're keeping a temperature on each other.
1: Yeah. And it was really cool for me, especially because Nicole has always been um, like a step ahead of me, which is great because. It helps me see, like, oh, wow, like, she's writing these, like, really cool things she's grateful for, she's intentional for, and I feel like I'm just, like, scraping the surface level. But the cool thing about that is when you realize, like, when you get to that spot that you used to be in is way better, Mm -hmm. and you can learn from that person if that yeah, yeah, it's not. I'm not articulating okay. that correctly,
0: but I, I, I'm, I'm grasping what you're saying. I'm sure okay. everybody else is as well. And, and that comes back to, that's it's kind of be my last, last note. And then, you know, anybody else wants to chair, definitely go for it. And then we'll wrap up the call. But you know, especially if you're just getting started, and Dexter a great example of this. I guarantee, if he went back because he's been with me now for three or four years, if he went back to his week one or month one check-ins versus what his check-ins look like today and have the last year just the vast difference in his, I mean, when he first started and he shared this as well, when we done like client spotlight with him is, you know, he quit after his first time. He did like, you know, four or five months doing the towel, never really saw much change. And part of that was he wasn't being consistent with check-ins. And that's why when he came back to TLF every single week, he typed in what week he was on week one, week 120, week 150, like whatever week he was on, he was typing it in. He didn't miss a check-in for like three straight years. Whether he was out of the country, whether he was out of town, he was sick, it was a holiday, didn't matter, he was intentional about checking in. Because of that, his entire life, at least in terms of his health and fitness, and then even career-wise and relationship-wise, everything blossomed after he just did that one intention of I'm going to check in every single week. But So I guarantee if he went back to day one of it the first time around, he might not even find a check-in. And if he did find a check-in, I'm sure his reflection is vastly different from where it was you know, from day one or month one versus week 50 or week 100. And so it's cool to kind of go back and be like, wow, I really started there. That's also why the app is awesome because you can go back and see where your starting weight was, where your starting progress pictures were. That's where we ask for those things on top of the check-ins so we can look at all these areas of progress and remind you, here's where you started at. So even if this week has sucked, even if you feel like you've kind of plateaued in some of these realms, you're still miles ahead of where you were then. And think about if you hadn't started you would still be at that starting point or in a worse starting point. And then you would give anything to be where you are today. So again, that kind of you know helps you out with that perspective. But so um, real quick, before we kind of come to a close, this has been a longer podcast. I, I appreciate you guys all sticking with us and not, and not giving up and hitting the, uh, the close out button. But uh, anything you guys want to add to it? Any thoughts about any of this? Anything that you're going to kind of take away from today and into you know your life? All right. There we go, Lauren. Oh, and You guys got to fight for it.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say really quick, I think it's very cool to tie in the gratitude journaling. Um, I'm a psychology major and one of my um, theses that I studied was actually the effects of gratitude um, on your mental and physical health. And it just shows like throughout data and like throughout all these different studies, like if you are grateful for things, it's reflective on every single aspect of your life. So I really
0: okay. resonated with that. Lauren, did you like write a paper or anything on that?
1: I did. It was actually um my capstone project. So I had to like present it and all that.
0: <laughs> do you want to do a whole episode where you do your capstone project presentation again?
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm a little rusty, so I'm probably a have to pass on that. It's been a few years. She's like, wow, I haven't even started okay. this yeah. yet and I'm already getting spotlight.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, no shit. And you're sick right now and you're showing up and talking. Um but for real though, I mean, that's something that I, I feel like, I mean, this is your first week on here, but I know I get tired of hearing myself talk um, and I'm sure everybody <laughs> else does as well. And that's why it's part of the reason why I had to bring on Renee and like <laughs> so that people would stop hearing me. But um, for real though, I mean, if you actually have any, any, any piece of that, I would love to kind of hear, you know, kind of pick your brain about even just a little bit of those pieces with it. So I'll keep that in mind. Renee, stay on top of Lauren about, Got it. <laughs> but uh, that's super cool that Lauren. Thanks for adding that. Dex, what you got for me?
2: Uh, I was just going to say, I'm going to try to uh, kind of like what you guys talked about, um, whether it's writing it down, but just think about like things that I'm like grateful for, little things. Uh, Cause I, I think I don't do enough of that, uh, especially this year. Yeah. Um, Cause like every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like, you already know the house, the new job, the new like side business, wedding planning, like, all this stuff happened quick and all good things, but every day I just feel like I ain't, I don't have enough time and yeah. stuff like that. But I need to, you know, sometimes just remind myself, you know, be grateful that um I, you know, that I got to these goals that I wanted, you know, whether yeah. it's my fitness, whether it's, you know, the house, the new job, the my DJ business. Yeah. Um, and I don't think about that enough, but that's something I'm gonna try to change, you know, um starting next year, just thinking about the good and um, how it'll probably help with, you know, being stressed or just Definitely. letting that snowball like you talked about earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I mean, even though those are, you just named all great things that we all strive to have at some point in our life, um, you happen to have all those things happen essentially all at once. And whether it's good stress, it's bad stress, whatever, we only have so many burners that we can, you know, shuffle around on the stove. And, uh, right now that's all full for you and you're going from one thing to the next to the next to the next. That, you know, this is all shit that you've worked so hard to get to that it's important that we stop and enjoy that as well. We're always, all of us are always so focused on what the end goal is, getting this and getting that and getting there that, you know, shit flies. And you're like, you know, these these were the the, the golden days that I've been dreaming of. And I didn't even stop to appreciate it when it happened. You know, li- life is already going to kick us at different times. So when, when shit's all going well, it's important that we stop and, and just take a breath each day, just, you know, sit in it for a little bit. Um, And just even just that five minutes, that's literally why it's called the five minute journal, because just taking five minutes to stop and reflect on that, then yeah, the rest of your day is going to be a sprint through the rest of the day. But as long as you're, you're, you're cognitive of it, then I think that that's enough. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, good shit, brother. Well, hopefully you start. I mean, I think that's, I think that's a great intention for, for all of us to some way, shape or form to kind of do that, especially when you're caught up in the thick of it, and, you know, you got a lot on your mind. It's it's, it's good yep. to stop and think about it. For sure. Definitely. Dex, proud of you, man. Appreciate it. Definitely. Definitely. Well, all right, friends. Uh Appreciate your hour on a Wednesday. Um, get those babies to bed. If you got them, go get dinner in. I just ate before I got on the call, but I got another meal coming my way. So, uh yeah. Checking days tomorrow if you're listening to whenever I post this on the podcast version. Yeah. Have a good Day and week, whatever day it is, and um, like I said, next week we're gonna be ch- talking a little bit about the lifestyle sessions. Also, a couple little changes, just new things, nothing big for for TLF um, starting the new year. Um, And then, yeah, we'll take off probably the last couple weeks, let everybody enjoy time with their families and stuff like that. But so again, you're you're, you're leaving notes, you know, be grateful, those little gratitude things do your own lifestyle audit. You know, you just heard me and Renee go back and forth for about an hour talking about it. Definitely do this stuff. You know, write out your actual goals. You know, write out detailed ones, you can write out vague ones, but regardless, you got to know what the stepping stones are to get to those goals um and then have a system in place, you know, when how often are you going to come and check in and all these things. Um because again, just writing down a goal and then never revisiting it until the last day of the year, you probably didn't reach those goals because just like your check-ins you weren't mindful of it. You weren't really actually thinking about it on a consistent enough basis that you could analyze what have I done to get there? How much forward do I do I have to go? Yada yada yada. So, do that stuff on your something, own. And I pay. I promise it'll pay off.
1: Something I did at the end of last year too was I sat in the sauna and I wrote down everything in the year that I'd accomplished that I was proud of, and that That's was awesome. something that was really cool for me to look back on. That's true. Um, I think. I, this sounds silly, but I think I like scanned my like camera roll and was mm-hmm. like reflected on like each month. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot I did that. That's really freaking cool. Yeah. Um. So that's another way to like when you're doing New Year's goals, um, is to look what you look at what you did, look at what you're proud of for doing, mm-hmm. and then how you can grow from that and where you want to grow.
0: And if you don't like that reflection, then that's just insight that let's make this year even better. And the only person that has control over that is you. So I love that Renee. All right, y'all have a good rest of your week. See you guys on check a day. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you guys. Have a good night.